0: Back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
1: Back on the block. Once again, we're in the second hour. Two more segments to go here on the block, and then we'll finish up the day and the weekend. We'll see what Purdue and the Huskers will be able to do. Also, again, there's no Jawan Gary for this game, so it's going to be uh, a player watch as to who is going to step up and, and fill in a void. Uh, that is a, is a huge missing link for this team and what they do and what they're trying to accomplish but now we're going to talk about a little bit of NFL football, where the playoffs will be beginning tomorrow, starting uh, with the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers at 3.30 p.m. on Fox, um, and then following that up at 7.15 uh, in Jacksonville for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers game. Uh, it's going to be an early early rise to this, uh, <laughs> this Seahawks and 49ers game, both being on the West at Levi's Stadium in St. Clara. Uh, Santa Clara, I'm sorry, Santa Clara, uh, California. So it's going to be interesting to watch that game. It's going to be an early game for them. But, hey, let's get it on. Um, Strix Picks, is that what we got going on right now? That's what
0: we got going on, Strix. We'll start with that uh, Seahawks 49ers game. The line I saw was the 49ers by 10. Who you got?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I – oh, you know what? What? I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I say that the Seahawks cover. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna roll with the Seahawks. I look. I look. I think Gino. Gino has has great experience. I think they're gonna get the ball out quick. I like the matchups that DJ D, uh, DK. D, I always want to call him DJ. I be thinking <laughs> about DJ Uliangale, um, but DK Metcalf um, as well. And then listen. They've got DK at over a thousand, but don't, don't sleep. Kenneth Walker also has over a thousand yards. So if they can get, they can get running. Yes. There's going to be a focus on DK Metcalf. I think there's going to be an emergence out of one of the other cornerbacks. I'm not cornerbacks, but uh, mm-hmm. wide receivers that going to have a pretty good day, a special day that will help them to cover. I don't know. I just, this just a feeling. And it's, again, it's just, it's just a total feeling. I have no idea how it's going to go. It's just, I'm, I'm going on a long lamb
0: on this one. San Francisco's kind of dominated that series this year. But again, third time you're playing a team, maybe Seattle's finally able to to find something. I don't know if I could pick against them uh, or against San Francisco in terms of winning the game, but it wouldn't shock me if Seattle covers. That'd be huge for that moving forward, especially if Seattle's in a better spot moving forward than we thought they were coming into this year.
1: Well, they've got, <laughs> listen. They've got a treasure trove of uh, uh, of uh, economy in the mm-hmm. in, in in draft picks and 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 uh, <laughs> the likes of that uh-huh. from from getting rid of Russell Wilson. So <laughs> right. you know, listen, I think I think there's a a lot of upside that they've got, especially after being able to make the playoffs, where no one expected that to be the case.
0: From Santa Clara to Jacksonville, then the uh, old San Diego Chargers, the now Los Los Angeles Chargers at Jacksonville for the Saturday night game. Like you said, the Chargers, a point-and-a-half road favorites. They kind of slide their way into the playoffs. Jacksonville uh, played playoff football last week. They had to. It was when they were in to take the division over the Titans, but it's the Chargers favored in Jacksonville. Your
1: thoughts. So, in this specific instance, I'm going to I, – I, I'm just going to look at their their rankings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're looking at – they they stink at the rush – but they're one of the best in passing, third in passing, and in the middle of the road pretty much in scoring. They're eighth overall. Their defense hasn't been very good, but they've been missing a lot of pieces to that. But there's also an overall aspect of – there's a great balance out of the Jaguars' offense, but I just think their defense is is terrible, especially against the pass, right? Mm -hmm. That's where this team thrives. So that's where I'm looking at – the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is 28th against the pass where the, the chargers offense is third in passing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really going in that aspect and I'm looking at it from Justin Herbert, who has just been you know, just had a pretty good season. Um, he's, uh, he finished second in the league in completions. So I'm just going really off of that. I just don't think the Jaguars defensive passing will be able to hold up when it comes down to it. Does the loss
0: of Mike Williams mean anything for the Chargers? He might be back by the, if they were to advance, but to have Mike Williams play and get hurt in that Week 18 game that didn't mean anything for the Chargers, if he's playing, I think it's a runaway Chargers victory because they can rush the passer. Jacksonville's had some issues with that. But no Mike Williams, I think, gives Jacksonville a little bit of a chance to hang around. I know Keenan Allen's good. I know he's that guy. And Justin Herbert, I think, is due for a playoff victory, and I think he's the one. I'm with you. I, I'll take the Chargers in that one as well. Also, in, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Chuck. You got.
1: I mean, also, you've got Khalil Mack. You've got Joy Bosa. Yep. who's now healthy. And you, you've. Uh, um, yes, I love what Christian Kirk has done. Zay has been solid, but uh, Evan Ingram is a dangerous threat as well from the tight end position. They've got some good young weapons. Uh, but they still have got Keenan, uh Keenan Allen, who is who is leading in receptions. Uh, I'm sorry, has a league leading 50 receptions over the last six games. Mm-hmm. So so, and then they've got a great run game, sneaky great run game out of Austin Eckler mm-hmm. that led the leg with eight uh, led the league, gosh dang it, led the league with 18 scrimmage touchdowns. So I, I I still think that they have enough to do what they need to do to win this one. I'm with you.
0: One team that we're not questioning whether or not they have enough is the Bills. They're hosting the Dolphins in Orchard Park. Nearly two touchdown favorites are the Bills over the Dolphins. Do you see it that
1: way? I see it that way. Uh, listen, you, you, you've got some of the best threats. Um, you know, you don't have your quarterback that's throwing to him. Um, running game is moderate. Uh, uh, Mostert is okay. I like him. I love what he did when he was in San Francisco. But I still think with, with Stephon Diggs, um, you know, solid run game. But then you add uh, Josh Allen, just with his prowess as a as a wonderful quarterback, dangerous with legs as well. I, I this it, yeah, this this could be a, a a big one for me.
0: And the emotional lift with Damar Hamlin being out of the hospital, I think that could you know spark that oh, yeah. a
1: little bit as well.
0: Uh, here's a game that fascinates me: Giants and Vikings, the three six matchup in the NFC. At home, Minnesota is favored by three points. Earlier in the season, at home, they beat the Giants by the same three points. What do you think about that line?
1: Um, Justin Jefferson is is, is <laughs> he's having a runaway type of season, man. I mean, mm-hmm. golly! But at the same time, can you trust Daniel Jones? That's the thing that that really like you just don't know on the roller coaster ride of what uh, what Cousins is going to be or you just don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy but the one guy i do trust who has had a tremendous season is Saquon Barkley. Yep. I think they're going to try to have something for him if Daniel Jones can't can uh can't take advantage of what they're going to do and probably trying to stack the box. Uh but he's tough out of the, in the past game as well. Um but this spread I'm I'm uh mm. Uh, the spread is three. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Minnesota with that spread. I like it. Is it too bold to call a push,
0: give it a field goal game again? Because I think Justin Jefferson's going to have a big game, but I also think Daniel Jones on the move can do some good things for the Giants. I don't trust Minnesota a whole lot. And like, yeah. like you got in uh, shootout, 11 one-score wins for Minnesota this year. Strict that's not I think they
1: squeak. Yeah, it's crazy. Austin, it's crazy. I think they squeak by one more time, and it's just this this might be the one more time that they squeak.
0: I'm with you on that. Back to the AFC. Uh, the last game on Sunday, that'll be an AFC North matchup, sixth seeded Baltimore at third seeded Cincinnati. The Bengals are six and a half point favorites uh, playing at home in Cincinnati. No coin flip needed. They won the division straight up by beating Baltimore to end the regular season. Do you see the rematch going the same way?
1: Yeah, a full-string Cincinnati Bengals. um, Without Lamar, again, I told you what their record was in wild-card games. I think without Lamar, I just don't think that they're going to be able to get it done.
0: I'm with you. And then the final game of wild-card weekend in the NFC, you have the fifth-seeded Dallas Cowboys at the fourth-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another road favorite in this one, Strick, Dallas three-point road favorites, Tampa Bay the home dogs. I know you said last time you're rooting for Tom Brady to uh, to pull off the upset. Are you still there?
1: <sighs> Look, I just don't think Tom has enough of the weapons that he needs. I don't think that he's on par with all the guys that are in his – Uh, on his offensive side of the ball, doesn't have a running game. So you're going to have to rely totally and and, and completely on Tom Brady's arm. He does have the ability to do that, but does he have the guys to be able to get it done? That's where it scares me. I just don't know. I think I have a little bit, uh, but, but here's the crazy thing about that. Um, I think Dak has the capability of, of responding to the terrible way that he played but I tell you what, if he plays any way uh, uh, similar to the way that he played in Washington, it's a wrap. So in that, I don't like them on the road, but I'm, 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 I'm just going to say they're going to break my heart again. They do it every year. And every year I root for them, they break my heart. So I'm just going to say they're going to break my heart again and they're going to lose this game. See, the thing is that both these offensive
0: lines have been good, but who's missing who? Dallas is missing their center, and that that's a big part. Tyler Biotish, and they've had to shuffle some pieces around. The line hasn't been quite as good. Tampa Bay allowed the fewest sacks in the league this season. They kept Tom Brady pretty well upright, but like you said, there's so little ground game to go off of with Tampa Bay. They did not succeed running the ball hardly at all this year, and the more times you drop a quarterback – into the pocket, the more chances that a defense has to get after him. Michael Parsons is good. He's going to win his fair share of matchups. Dallas's secondary yeah. I think is good enough to pick off a mistake or two if Brady is rushed. All week, Strick, I've been going with Dallas. I just think they're better. I haven't trusted Tampa Bay all year. I think Tom's done. I just, I just can't bet against him right now. I'm going to take Tom Brady as well. I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to do it.
1: There you go. I, I think I'll 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 roll with you on that. I'm just going to keep my eyes on it. I, that's one of the games that I'm really looking forward to watching. For when sure. I get back to For sure. uh, Nebraska. Yep. All right. Uh one NBA and three college basketball
0: picks. How does that sound?
1: Well, well hold on. Willie hold on. Willie off the text line says uh B. I. Days, is uh he's playing Monday. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So then you get the
0: addition. But
1: but then Cupsker says Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys in his career.
0: Seven to zero against him.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Great stuff. Thanks. Thanks on the side of Heyman Tech's Live for tapping in on those. Great points.
0: One last note I'll add on that: Tom Brady and Tom Brady himself in the Cowboys franchise streak have the same number of playoff wins. This was going to be our tiebreaker uh, for for shootout. So, how many wins do you think both Tom Brady and the Cowboys franchise have?
1: two hundred and five uh just just playoff wins
0: so in the playoff playoff yeah playoff wins tom brady and the dallas cowboys have the same number of playoff wins what do you think that number is 62
1: it's 35 oh shoot i was way off
0: so yeah when when dallas was good back you know in the uh the 70s 90s? with Tom, Tom. No, even before that with uh, Landry and Ooh. then even by the 90s as well, fewer rounds of the playoffs. So since Tom yeah, Brady's right. been there, they've had, you know, wild card, divisional uh, conference finals, then the Super Bowl. So Dallas has, you know, been to the postseason more, but with the fewer games, they were caught by Tom Brady. So they both have 35 playoff wins, which is kind of nuts to think about, as storied as Dallas is. Right,
1: right. That is crazy. Great point.
0: Hey, that's great. That's great uh, info right there, Austin. Heck like yeah. That. All right, uh, the last four Strix picks then. The one NBA game, it's funny that this uh, came up in the first segment. Golden State at San Antonio, the game in the Alamo Dome. You talk about Golden State, a team with two of the best shooters in NBA history, in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson going to the largest crowd in NBA history. I know San Antonio isn't good. They're in the uh, the Wembenyama sweepstakes right in the thick of it. But will the Alamo Dome, will that environment be enough to cover an eight and a half point spread against Golden State. Negative.
1: Negative? Negative. Warriors, yeah, no question. Warriors have been playing uh pretty good basketball as of late. Um, they've been emerging. I, you know, since even before Steph came back, they've been emerging a little bit. Yes, they've lost their last three, uh their five of their last ten. Um, but here's the thing to to keep your eye out on. They don't play very well on the road. No. Really bad on <laughs> the road. Freaking, they're freaking 3-16 and 16 on the road. <laughs> but I just think I just think San Antonio is that bad because they're 8-14 and 14 at home. Mm-hmm. They're just that bad that I just don't think matchup-wise, they're both on three-game losing streaks. I just think that this is one that the Warriors are looking to get on the road to stay uh, up with the Suns. This is one that they're keeping their eye on. I think this is one that – Excuse me, that they can get. You would have played San
0: Antonio a lot. What what was it like playing against uh, you know Duncan and Parker and and Manu and that crew?
1: Well, um, yeah, I, I had the privilege, and I again I told you like um, Don Nelson was our coach uh, mm-hmm. when when it all kind of said and done, and we got when we were uh, doing pretty well uh, and got a lot better. And Don Nelson is like a mad scientist, right? <laughs> Um, Don Nelson, we we had matchup problems before we go to break. I'll tell you this quick story. We had matchup problems with the San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, they had the Twin Towers, they had Dick Duncan as well as David Robinson, right? Sean Elliott was 6'8, Mario Elliott was just a, a, a bowling ball, six five, and then they had the little general, you know, and 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 this is even just just this is even, I think, prior to Manu, and it might have been when he first got there but i think it was prior to mano. Okay. yeah it was prior to they still had they still had little general so they didn't even have tony parker at this time okay so so um we had our matchup was me steve nash uh michael finley it might have been been ac green dirk or um it was said sabalas and it was one of those two guys that was mixing and matching they put me on Tim Duncan. Oh boy. They put, they put, um, either Dirk or, or AC green on Robinson. They put uh, Cedric Ceballos on Sean Elliott and they put Mike Finley on, um, Ellie and they put Steve Nash on, on, um, uh, the little general Avery Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we beat that team we beat that team and nice. matter of fact if you go on youtube a bit you'll probably find out that um we beat them twice that year back to back we beat them in san antonio Ooh. and we beat them at home and uh one of them is a is a is a uh, a play of me tipping the ball in at the buzzer to beat them
0: nice yeah
1: yeah nice. and that's how we beat them yeah. it it was because because don nelson was saying okay we can't traditionally match up with them if we put if we put Sean Bradley on on David Robinson, he, he has a field day. And Tim Duncan takes every everyone, jabs them off there, shoots that bank shot, or he goes by them. But he couldn't do that with me. And remember, you could play Quicker. a little bit more physical. So for I was real. just able to keep him off enough. I could press him enough. I hope Tim Duncan dribbles because I'm at that thing <laughs> if he does. Right. And then just keep a body on him and just keep him from getting to, to the rim for rebounds. That, that was just my job. But on the other end... Don Nelson was like, "How you gonna match up with us?" True, true. Who's gonna cover Strick? Who's gonna cover? <laughs> who's gonna cover Finn? Who's gonna? You know, that was basically it. How you gonna match up with us? And that's how we were able to beat him.
0: It sounds. I mean, I I've, I've read a little bit about Don Nelson and the style that he was. Kind of that small ball, right? Where you you yeah. force those mismatches on the offensive end, and that obviously came into vogue, you know, a little later on, but. That era with all the defense, all the physicality, when they opened it up, that's when getting small worked. That's incredible how far ahead of the curve he was with something like that where, hey, let's make our hay on the offensive end instead of the defensive.
1: Facts. Facts. Love talking about it. Love how you brought it up. But now we've got to take a break. We're going to bring in the old school crew right after this. We're on the block. 93.7, the ticket. We'll be right back. Messages on uh, the old school crew will be with us when we get back.